Welcome to a special segment of Women Investing in Women and Girls for our premium subscribers on the State of Women Radio Network. The world's leading voice for women and girls who are transforming private equity, venture capital, crowdfunding, angel, and impact investing. Now, here's Women Investing in Women and Girls. Welcome back to Women Investing in Women and Girls. I'm your host, Michelle Jaffe, on the State of Women Radio Network. And I'm Anu Bardwaj. And we're going to get right back to our conversation with Lauren Milan, who is an entrepreneur, investor, marketing expert, author, and co-star on Quit Your Day Job. Before we went to um, our cutoff, we talked more about um, Lauren's journey through entrepreneurship, investing, um, and now we'll talk about something that I think is an incredible project that Lauren was involved in called Quit Your Day Job. Um, and the show it just finished. It just had its season finale, but I think that her work through the show is so incredible. I could not leave it out in our conversation. So um, welcome back to the show, Lauren. And could you describe your role in Quit Your Day Job and what the premise of the show is? So Quit Your Day Job is a new immersive docuseries about entrepreneurship and investing. And it really shows um, you know, what it is like to both be an investor of startups and also an entrepreneur trying to pitch your startup for investment. And we spend time with these entrepreneurs in real life over a period of five to seven days, getting to know them and their businesses, um, and then really pressing where we perceive there to be a weakness by challenging them in some way. And the challenge can be, you know, in some sort of personal nature that we feel creates discord between the, the founding team or the leadership team, or it can be uh, in the product itself or the go-to-market strategy of that particular product. But we do, um, you know, find a way to challenge those entrepreneurs and see how they perform under pressure before making an ultimate decision to invest or not invest in that particular entrepreneur and their company that they bring on the show. So I serve as co-star, co-investor, and co-mentor alongside my, uh, my fellow co-stars, Randy Zuckerberg, Ido Leffler, and Sarah Prevett. I mean, I think it's truly incredible. I think a lot of us have heard about Shark Tank. It's been on for a couple of seasons. Um, and it sounds like, you know, there are some bits and pieces that are similar between the two shows, but this takes it to a whole new level because you're not only hearing their pitch, but you're seeing their, their businesses in action and making sure that, you know, if you're going to invest, it's going to be a good investment that these people know that they're doing. So, um, you know, as an investor and as an entrepreneur, I mean, what types of things um, did you learn from the people that you invested in and mentored throughout the, the season? You know, I don't, I'm not sure that I learned anything new. I think it was the opportunity to be able to work with different types of entrepreneurs. And I think that in the last five or six years, I've spent a lot of time working with, you know, early stage or early growth stage startups that are primarily in tech primarily in something, you know, very innovative and disruptive in some way. And what was really beautiful and amazing about Quit Your Day Job is that we took all sorts of entrepreneurs. We took, you know, children who were creating businesses with their parents. We took college um, roommates and best friends who were creating something that they just thought needed to be out there in the world. We were meeting people who had brick-and-mortar solutions. We were meeting people who had home goods solutions. We were meeting... Um, entrepreneurs. We have one entrepreneur who has a, a company called Weave Scratcher Pro, who, you know, just a very simple tool that she thought was going to help uh, women, you know, who are wearing hair extensions. And so those aren't 
companies that we ordinarily would see um, because those aren't opportunities that we would ordinarily invest in. And so I think it was a really wonderful opportunity for them to have access to higher profile um, investors that have, you know, A, a lot of opinions, but B, a lot of collective expertise. And also it was really amazing for us to be able to see, you know, the other, like innovation can look a different way. Innovation doesn't have to be in technology. And so I think for me, what I learned, it was, it was more a reminder that innovation can be in something really simple and that there are, that there are people out there who have super simple solutions and hopefully they don't fall through the cracks in this day and age of technology just because they don't have enough tech bells and whistles. I agree. Yeah, that's it's um, incredible. Um, and, you know, about the fact that it's a TV show, the great thing, too, is that um, not only are the entrepreneurs learning from what you're teaching them, but all the viewers at home who, you know, either they might be entrepreneurs or thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, um, young boys, young girls. I mean, they're learning from, you know, experts, um, what entrepreneurs typically do and where they can improve on, you know, their own ideas. So yeah, and so that's, it's, it's been, it's been really amazing. And I think for them, it was like, oh my goodness. And we had so many people, honestly, just come off the show still thanking us, even if we didn't ultimately invest in them, because it was an opportunity of a lifetime to even be able to get, I mean, so many people walked off the show and said, okay, you didn't invest in us, that's fine, but you know, I got a year's worth of advisory work in the one week of working with you guys. And I now am crystal clear on my business and crystal clear on what's been holding me back and crystal clear on why my previous pitches weren't working and crystal clear on so many different things. So, um, you know, it was, it was an immense, immense feeling of gratitude and also pride to be able to um, get to know these other entrepreneurs and see their businesses and also see how we can supercharge them. So Lauren, what was the what was the ticket sizes when you invested in these entrepreneurs that came through? What was the lowest to the highest like range? On the show, we did five thousand to one hundred thousand dollars. Awesome, company. awesome, very cool. So, like we said before, the show just finished its uh, first season, um, but there are ways that our listeners can go ahead and look up the show and uh, watch all the episodes themselves. So, um, Lauren, can you explain how we can find these episodes? Yeah, absolutely. So anyone who has cable can grab them on demand. Just search your on-demand TV listings for Quit Your Day Job. And it is also on iTunes. You can also just search iTunes for Quit Your Day Job. And please keep in touch with me. I'm at Lauren Mylan, L-A-U-R-E-N-M-A-I-L-L-I-A-N on social media everywhere. I always (laughs) love hearing um, how the episodes have inspired, empowered, and impacted you. Fabulous. You know, something that I can tell from you is that you're very honest and you like to share your story and wisdom with a lot of people. And one of the best ways to do that is through a book. And you are um, a best-selling author for a book called The Path Redefined, Getting to the Top on Your Own Terms. And, um, you know, to start off this section of the conversation, um, could you explain more about this book and what the title means to you? So the path redefined is all about just that. I think that, you know, in our generation and at this point in time in our society, you find that most people want to be known for doing more than one thing really well. You find that most people want to own their own destiny. I haven't met one person who doesn't have what they feel to be a social mission and a fiscal mission and a career or talent that they feel they're really good at, but maybe they and they can make money doing it, but it's not what their passion is per se, but they, but they do it super well. Um, and so you find that you have what I like to call a multi-passionate type of person in this day and age. And so 
I would absolutely throw myself in that bucket. How else do you go from being a winery owner to starting a marketing company to starting a venture firm and investing in tech companies um, to now having a TV show? Like clearly I'm passionate and also good at lots of different things. And it doesn't mean that we should do all of them in our lifetime, but I think that that conundrum of both opportunity um, and where do I go from here is one that most people find themselves in. And so the path we defined is all about that. It's about empowering people, but specifically women to feel empowered to redefine their path and to not look at redefining your path as a sense of um, failure or a sense of not realizing your full potential. You can redefine your path in almost everything that you do, whether it's professionally, whether it's philanthropically, whether it's socially, whether it's um, in terms of your family structure. I mean, I've redefined that path. I started out married, stepmom with my own children, and, and now I'm finding myself, you know, in the last, seven years almost as a single mom to two kids entirely on my own. So I've redefined the path in family structure. I've redefined the path in career structure um, and, and the idea of climbing the ladder. Um, the climb doesn't always have to be vertical. It can absolutely be lateral. It can be into other things that you're passionate about. And that's why I wrote The Path Redefined. And, and the subtitle, Getting to the Top on Your Own Terms, is really about how I think everyone should be living their life. I think that, you know, you hear someone like Oprah say, live your best life. Like, what does that mean? To me, live your best life means on my own terms. Like, nobody else has to walk in your shoes other than you every single day. And it was something that I was tired of just telling myself as a, as a way of validating me and my decision. And I found that so many other people were also seeking that kind of validation. Like, yes, on my own terms, that's good enough. Like, it makes me happy. That's good enough for me. It keeps a smile on my face that's good enough for me. It makes me feel empowered and inspired. That's good enough for me. And so ultimately the book is about how I created three businesses before 30 and how to both define and attain success on your own terms. Amazing. So Lauren, um, have you, when you, when you wrote this book, was this, uh, in the past, past few years after you started investing or through your entrepreneurial journey, were you collecting like, parts of the book at the time or how no 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 I'm not that I wasn't that plain <laughs> come on you're kidding me I mean no and it's very funny because so many people think like even now with the tv show I've had people say oh so first the book and now the show like no that's not exactly how it happened um it, again it was an evolution meets serendipity and um no I, I wasn't writing the book before at all so uh, I ended up having four unsolicited book offers um, at the end of 2012 and I went with the publisher that I felt most comfortable with and honestly the publisher that embraced who I was the most and that was most important to me. I wasn't interested in, I wasn't looking to write a book, I wasn't out actively shopping a treatment, I had never actually even written a treatment and so this was about, you know, four different publishers who had been following me on the speaking trail and my journey and some articles and said, you have a story that we think needs to be shared on a broader spectrum. And so, no, I didn't collect pieces and write it over a period of time. It wasn't something that I had um, professed to do or, or anything. It was just, um, it was just an evolution. And I had this opportunity in this platform. And at one point in time, I, you know, I, I thought, oh, my gosh, I, I don't know that I have enough to write in a book. And I had some people that reminded me, yes, you do. You've had all this life experience. You've given all these talks. You know, you need someone who's going to work with you to help you pull out the best of your stories. 
Um, but you have so many stories to tell and you have so many stories to tell that people want to hear. Right. And so I ultimately signed with Ben Bella Books in Dallas, Texas, who I've been so incredibly happy with. And, um, and they gave me the most phenomenal editing team ever. And it was actually because I didn't really compile these pieces over time. It was funny to see what I became more and more passionate about as I, I was, as I was writing. And so sometimes my editor would write me back and say, Hey, you know, this was in your notes last month too. Like clearly you're really passionate about this. Maybe we should, you know, you're touching on this topic again. And she was wonderful about saying you touched on this topic, you know, 60 pages before in the manuscript and now you're touching on it again. There's a recurring theme. Let's make it its own chapter. And so it really evolved in that way as well. Wow. Well, I admire your spontaneity and, and I can't wait to re- read the book now that we... I don't, know how, I don't know how spontaneous I am. I am spontaneous on the personal side and in terms of travels and t- making those like fun, impulsive, feel-good decisions. But I think that more than spontaneous, I'm, I think every great entrepreneur is opportunist in yeah. some way. And you have to learn when the opportunity is too good to pass up and when you have to make time for that particular opportunity. And I am spiritual more than I am religious. And so for me, it was also, well, God is trying to tell me something. God has four publishers that are knocking on my door, you know, hypothetically, really in my inbox or on my phone, <laughs> offering me, offering me a book deal. Like, clearly God thinks I have something to say. Like, why else uh-huh. would this happen in a short period of time? Um, and it did happen in a fairly short period of time. They all came along at different times, but within the same negotiation period. And so just as you thought, you were down the road with one, oh, another one comes in. The fourth publisher came in and it was like, oh, well, there's another one to add to the mix. Then you realize that you're valuable when you have people that continue to keep these conversations alive and continue to keep the offers coming. And um, so I think there was also a spiritual decision of, okay, maybe I need to step out of my own way a little bit and realize that I do have a story that's important and I do have gifts to share. Right, right. So... Uh, before we move on to the next uh, question, where can our listeners find this book? Find them one more time. Thepathredefined.com. They can find the book. They can also read a sample chapter or two and read some praise and um, fun anecdotes uh, about the book as well and about me and get to know me a little bit better. And they can purchase the book off of The Path Redefined um, at Barnes and Nobles everywhere, at major bookstores everywhere, and of course on Amazon.com. And please leave a review once you uh, once <laughs> you get your copy and have a chance to dig in. I always love to know what people think and how it has impacted and inspired you in your life. Perfect. And, you know, I wanted to ask you throughout your whole journey um, as a mother, entrepreneur, investor, author, um, all of this, um, you know, what advice do you have for a woman who is in her her, her industry, her field, um, and she's, you know, she doesn't know if she has the confidence to, you know, you know, create her, her path, um, getting to the top on her own terms. You know, how, how can we make this apply to anyone in any job? I, I think, you know, the book has a lot of really, um, like, simple, easy, prescriptive advice to allow any woman, any individual, really, man or woman, to apply this advice to their life. I think a lot of it comes from self-actualization. A lot of it comes from having opportunities to be introspective. A lot of it comes from learning how to speak about and write about yourself with confidence, to, to decide and determine where your most passionate, where your strong suits are, 
where you should really supercharge your abilities and add more of that and your special super sauce and super talents to the world. Um, but I also think that it's about finding a way to integrate, you know, the question I get the most from people is, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I have this great job. I'm miserable at it, but I'm making tons of money. What do I do? It's like, well, then you find the balance where you don't give up the income that you're making if you feel that you are in the prime of your career and you've worked hard to be there, but you find a way to also get started on the thing that makes you happy and that you're passionate about. And then if you can find a way to do the two, you may even start enjoying the job that you say you hate right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of different strategies um, that I talk about in the book and there's a lot of stories that I share. Um, you know, for me also, a lot of it was throwing myself into my work in the midst of my divorce because it was the thing that kept me sane. It was the thing that kept my mind off of what was the most painful part of my life. And, and it, it, you know, in, in some ways, maybe it allowed me to escape reality, but it allowed me to escape reality and be productive. Right. Right. Well, Lauren, it's been amazing having you on air. Um, I love everything that we're doing, that, that you're doing, that we're fully supportive of, um, you know, your, your fabulous projects. So it's been great to have you and thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle and Anu. It was awesome to be on the show. Of course. And remember, if you are out there, we'd like to invite you to connect with us by going to facebook.com slash womeninvesting or follow us on Twitter at womeninvesting. Thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Women Investing in Women and Girls. The show is produced by the State of Women Radio Network, the first radio network for women and girls. I'm your host, Michelle Jaffe. And I'm Anu Bardwatch. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the special premium members segment of Women Investing in Women and Girls. Subscribe to our podcasts, join in the conversation on Facebook, and find all of the information you're looking for at thestateofwomen.com. 